Welcome to Stuff We Love Podcast. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Stuff We Love Podcast. I am Scott, and I'm happy to be joined again by my good friend, Nick. Nick, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Scott. Thanks, and uh, thanks for having me back. It's great to be here. Great to have you on the podcast. We got a real special show planned for tonight. Uh, first off, as always, I, I ask everyone on the podcast with all that's going on in the world, how you doing? How you holding up? What have you been doing for fun other than what we're going to be talking about tonight? Um, uh, you know, doing well. Uh, just, you know, obviously been been working the, the same sort of workload, but everybody's healthy, family's healthy, and, and we, we can't ask for much more than that. That is true. That's the most important thing. And uh, Nick, I wanted to have you on the podcast tonight because you recently went to Orlando on vacation. And you're the first one of my friends to actually make the journey to Orlando on vacation. I have friends who are locals down there that have been to some of the places that are open, but yours was the first true vacation. And I really wanted to hear about your experience. And I know our listeners will want to hear about your experience because one of the most fascinating things as a Disney fan has been watching on YouTube, for example, all of the people that are vloggers that are returning to the theme parks and Disney Springs and seeing their experiences. And I wanted to learn about yours. So uh, the first thing I I guess I should ask you is when did you go? What were the dates of your trip? So we were there uh, uh, last week. uh, I guess we're recording this on a Wednesday night. Uh, We arrived June 14th. Okay. And, uh, and we were there through June 19th. Okay. Um, and yeah, so it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a, a real full va- vacation. It was just a small little summer break. Um, we stayed, uh, we stayed at actually at a blue green resort, uh, right there, uh, in Orlando, the blue green fountains resort. Uh, where, where in Orlando is that located? I'm not familiar with that. Uh, it's on, it, it's about, a half a mile from SeaWorld on International Boulevard. Okay. So yeah. I guess it's, it's, I guess one of the main SeaWorld hotels then that people stay at when they go there. Yeah. yeah. See what it's, I mean, it's a big resort. It's owned by Blue Green. Um, and uh, so, you know, and I think we've talked a lot about how, you know, when we're planning our trips, where we stay and making it affordable. Um, my, I love my mother-in-law and father-in-law. They have a lot of points with blue green, and so we, you know, we stay there a fair amount, uh, mm-hmm. especially at the Fountains Resort because of its proximity to Disney and to uh, um, to some of the other things in Orlando. Uh, but it is it's very very close to Sea World, uh, and and it was obviously it was our first time back in Orlando since everything shut down, so it was. A little bit different, but I, I'm, I would imagine we'll talk about that. Yeah, no, I'm curious to hear. Uh, another question I have for you is, since you drove down like you normally do, you're familiar with what the traffic is usually like. Did you notice less traffic on the roads during your trip down because of everything going on? There was definitely less traffic. Um, not as much as I thought there would be. Um, you know, it, it's, it's not as less as I thought there would be. There was still... A fair bit of traffic. I will. I will tell you. I four was mm-hmm. more of a pleasure than it, it it usually is. Yeah. But there was still a pretty heavy flow of traffic on I four. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, we were we were doing you know fifty five sixty miles an hour versus doing thirty thirty five miles an hour on I four. Sure. 
so that that was a big difference. The one thing I will say that I, I thought was interesting uh, because I, I saw the station set up as we were coming into Florida uh, for you to, to pull over and, and be checked coming into the state of Florida. And they had tents and, and they had uh, probably three dozen police cars set up in, in various spots mm-hmm. and nobody going through to check. It was, there was, it was like the checkpoint wasn't set up. So I don't know what, I don't know what the purpose of all of that was because uh, I'd heard some people had gotten off 95 onto sort of back roads so they didn't have to go through a checkpoint mm-hmm. coming into the state of Florida. I, and I, I mean, I, I was curious about it. So we were going to we were going to go straight through and had no problem with, you know, them asking where we've been and, and we're all healthy. So, mm-hmm. But but then there was nothing. We saw all this excitement and all this stuff set up, and we didn't get to go check it out. I really, I didn't even know they had those. I, obviously, I knew they had testing centers, but I didn't know they would have that as soon as you would enter the state. Well, I know that part of uh, Florida's, uh, I guess you know, orders that I, they put out was a mandatory quarantine for uh, visitors from certain states. Right, where I'm from, New Jersey was yeah, one exactly. Yeah. New York. And, uh, you know, then there are a couple of things that I thought, well, how do you monitor that? First of all, you know, you, you drive into the state and you're driving in, say, from New Jersey and it's like, okay, well, you have to quarantine for, right. for two weeks. Well, how, how do you, how do they monitor that? I don't know. I mean, now, it's, I guess it's more of a guideline. Well, earlier today, New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut, put a quarantine requirement on people coming from Florida and a bunch of other states. And they said, if you break the quarantine and you get caught, it's a $2,000 fine the first time. And if they catch you a second time, I believe the fine was $7,000. Wow. So, and apparently in New York, they said they're going to be stopping cars with out-of-state license plates if it's from one of those states. Interesting. Yeah. I don't even know what to say about any of this. Like everything else going on in the world, it's overwhelming. Well, you know, I was having a discussion with uh, with with one of the guests in the restaurant um, because here in Columbia, South Carolina, uh, the city council is has passed a, an ordinance requiring you to wear a face mask in public. Right. And this guest was, um, yeah, was just saying how ludicrous it was, and it was unconstitutional to require somebody to wear a face mask and you know, have this little discussion. I, I can see that, but you know, at a certain point you, you have to say, okay, whether it's constitutional or not, we, we're trying to keep everybody safe. These are extraordinary circumstances. And so, right. You know, big deal. I, yeah, I listen, I, I walked around Orlando, um, in 95 degree, hundred degree heat. With my face mask on. So that was survives. my next question for you. I, I wanted you to begin uh, by telling us more about your experience wearing the mask, what type of mask you used, and what it was like for you and your family. Was it uh, overwhelming with the heat? Did you need to take breaks? All that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, it's hot in Florida. And if if, if you travel to Orlando on vacation and complain about the heat, that that is your fault because it's hot in Florida. <laughs> 
Um, now we did a couple of things. Um, we had some, we had some cloth face masks that were made, uh, that were made out of cotton. And, uh, we, we took those. We also, I bought some of the uh, neck gaiters. Oh, sure. Uh, right. I bought a couple of different varieties cause I wanted to try them out. Right. And then, uh, and then I took a box of, uh, the paper masks. The blue masks, like the uh, medicinal masks that you see exactly. in the hospital, right? Exactly, and uh, and so we took we took those, and then I I bought so I bought a couple different uh, variations of 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 gators, neck gators. Uh, I bought a couple at, at some sporting stores that were made by a company called Buff, and and they're you know just the you know kind of a, a thin cotton. Uh, poly blend material and then uh, i bought some actually at home depot that are made by mission and they're a little bit shorter they're not a full you know uh long neck gaiter they're a little bit shorter so it sits sort of at the bottom of your neck and it'll pull up over to the top of your nose Mm -hmm. Uh, and those are made out of a material that you can saturate uh, so you can wet it with cold water, wring it out, and then you pop it and put it on, and it has a cooling effect. Right. And that is the one that I wear now on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, I've bought, um, I bought like another six of them, and and that's because I, I I have to wear a mask at work. Right. Long. Was that at Home Depot you bought those? Oh, yeah, I bought those at Home Depot. You can get them online as well. They're made by Mission. Mission. Uh, okay. And it was. They were about nine, nine or ten bucks. For, Very reasonable. For those. Right. And uh, and they're great. And those were fantastic when we're out in the heat in Orlando. Right. You just you know you you would wet it with some cold water, wring the water out, and just you, you just snap it or pop it, and then put it on. And it man, it was life changing. Yeah, I could imagine that because I, I know now when I go to Orlando, when it's one of those hot times a year, like we're in right now, just having a fan with you, one of those spray fans makes it, it, it changes the whole trip experience. I really find that extremely refreshing. So that's great advice to go with a mask, which you, where you could wet it with mm-hmm. cool water and have that pressed against your skin. I think that would be very, that would feel very and that good. was, it's actually something that, you know, I put it on, I made the comment to my wife. I said, man, even if I didn't have to wear a mask, this feels great. Right. Um, and so, yeah, and now my my wife was she didn't um, she wore that uh, that small mission one one of the days uh, we we went to Sea World we we did Sea World and we did Aquatica and when we were at Sea World she wore that mask and then the rest of the time she wore a paper mask and she said she actually preferred the paper mask more. Mm-hmm. for sort of general wear when we were like when we were at Disney Springs and we we're walking around and going in and out of stores and that sort of thing. She liked the paper mask the most mm-hmm. out of, uh, out of all of them. Um, but, uh, that, that, that mission one has been the only one that I've worn since I discovered them. I did, I went on a little sort of shopping adventure, getting a couple different types of masks and I'd ordered some online and, to right. figure out what was going to be, you know, the best the best option for going forward too for, you know, July when we're when we're at the Magic Kingdom, and um, and at 
Epcot. Uh, no, Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I don't think we got a reservation for Epcot. Uh, but I wanted, yeah, I wanted to, to test a couple of them out. Sure. The uh, when you were it, at the parks that you did go to. So, so I, I guess uh, before we get to that, take me through where you went. You mentioned you went to SeaWorld and Aquatica, right? That's right. Um, and then uh, we, so when we arrived, we went to uh, Disney Springs that uh, that evening. We mm-hmm. had a reservation for T Rex Cafe, mm-hmm. um, where we had we had never eaten, and so we went and we spent the afternoon and evening at at T Rex Cafe. I'm mean, at Disney Springs and ate at T Rex Cafe. Um, it was great seeing firsthand the measures that Disney have taken, mm-hmm. and the you know the depth of detail that Disney takes in everything, right is is you know very apparent with their safeguards um you you can definitely tell a difference with sort of the disney standard i mean obviously mm-hmm. they've got you know every you get your, your your temperature taken when you're walking in sure which is very easy um and uh you know everybody has their masks on and for the most part uh each time we were at Disney Springs, everybody was doing a really good job keeping their masks on. That was one of my questions. What what you saw in terms of compliance? Yeah, there were a couple of times where I saw some some younger people, um, you know, like teenage age, um, that were had their their masks either you know sort of off one a year, or they were holding them in their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, everybody was was, was pretty good. With the except there was one gentleman. We were walking uh, to this was the second time we went. We were walking to Raglan Road, mm-hmm. and we walked past this. We walked past this guy, and as we walked past him, he coughed, and he coughed right in the direction of my father-in-law. Mm. My father-in-law turned and looked at me, and he said, "Well, it looks like coronavirus is in my future." Because <laughs> he, he didn't have a mask on. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I heard earlier today. May have been on a podcast or on a video. I really, it's amazing how I could hear it earlier today. And maybe it was at the Diz Unplugged News Show. That may have been where I heard it. And it was somebody who had gone to Disney Springs recently, and she said that now cast members are pointing out to people if they're not wearing their mask correctly, if it's covering, let's say just their mouth and not their nose. And they're doing that. And that's good. That's good. It's, it's very interesting. So I'm in New Jersey and pretty much the mask wearing is universal. I, um, went to my office last week for one of the days and I was in the elevator, just me, the door, it stopped on another floor and in came someone, I was wearing a mask, in comes someone not wearing a mask. And he literally turned and hid in the corner of the elevator opposite me. It's very, up here, very shocking to see someone out not wearing a mask. And I think that's what you're going to see more and more around the country, just based on what I'm, I'm hearing. But uh, yeah, Disney Springs, that it does sound like they are enforcing things better than... A couple of other places. And one other thing I'll mention, I read an article in the Orlando Sentinel earlier this week in which they, uh, it was about the rise of cases in Central Florida. And the author pointed out 
that the cases that the authorities were able to track all came from young people going to the bars and the clubs, not socially distancing, no masks. They could not track a single case to Disney Springs or Universal Studios. And that, to me, was absolutely remarkable. Well, because, and I believe yeah, that having seen firsthand how much cleaning mm-hmm. cast members are doing at uh, Disney Springs, it's, you know, it, it's very impressive with the, the peroxide cleaner and, and the, the systems that they have in place to be constantly cleaning and disinfecting. Right. Hand sanitizer everywhere inside the restaurants, the way they have restaurants set up for, for proper social distancing. Um, that doesn't surprise me at all. It, it T-Rex and other restaurants you went to where they're real menus or paper menus or phone menus. I know now they have these scans you're doing on the phone. So at, at T-Rex Cafe, we had a paper menu, a, mm-hmm. a single use menu. At uh, Raglan Road, it was a QR code that you pull up with your phone. Let me ask you a, a ridiculous question, and I'm embarrassed to ask this because I consider myself a tech guy. What do you use to scan a QR code? Like on so, your phone? It, when they first came out, you had to have a QR reader app yeah. installed on your phone, and you can still do that. But with most smartphones that are, you know, eight, nine years old. You know, or, or newer, you just open your camera oh. and you put your camera over the, uh, you center the QR code in the middle and it'll, it'll pop up with a little link at the top of the screen and you tap that and off you go. So like you're just taking a photo of it and it will exactly. be that. Wow. Exactly. I had yeah, no idea. Just, yeah. Years ago, I had one of those QR apps and then I yeah. deleted it and I wasn't sure how people do it nowadays. Um, what did you think of T-Rex? T-Rex was great. Um, I was very excited to eat there. Um, obviously, the theming of that restaurant is fantastic. My daughter yeah. loved it. She really enjoyed it. Um, and I was, you know, it, it. I've eaten a Rainforest Cafe a couple of times. Right. And I wasn't overly impressed by the food. And when I go to a restaurant for theming, I don't really, you know, food is food. You know, when you're going to a restaurant that is themed that well, you, you, um, I will sometimes forgive them if the food is, is not great, but I ordered the, uh, I ordered the ribs at T-Rex cafe and they were fantastic. Good. Good tip they to know for future. Amazing. Yeah. The ribs were really, really good. And then, um, we ordered the dessert we ordered. Can't remember the dessert. It was a dessert for the table, but it was a, uh, I mean, it was basically a, uh, a chocolate lava volcano that gets delivered to the table and it's foaming out. And, uh, There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> There's nothing, they, nothing wrong with that. It was really good. But yeah, so I really, I enjoyed the food. It was, it was an enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, how crowded was Disney Springs overall when you were there? Not very crowded at all. Um, Sunday night uh, was the, the first night that we were there and I was kind of surprised at, mm-hmm. at how low the crowds were. Uh, we went back on Wednesday and, uh, and, and spent a fair part of the day there uh, in the afternoon and evening. And there were a lot more people there Wednesday evening than there were on Sunday evening. Hmm. But, but still, um, you know, 
far less busy than I've seen it, you know, pre-COVID-19. And let's talk about your Wednesday evening trip to Disney Springs. What did you do? Where, where did you shop? Where did you eat? All that stuff. So, yeah, Wednesday Wednesday evening, the first thing we, we had to do, one of the treats that we always get when we're visiting uh, a Disney park is a Rice Krispie Treat, a, Mi- oh, a Mickey yeah. Rice Krispie Treat. Um, it's a must-have. Can't leave Orlando without one for the ride home. Yeah, I get yeah. that. And uh, uh, obviously, the only place you can get them is inside the parks and Candy Cauldron. Yeah, sure, sure. Right. And so we on, we didn't realize that on Sunday, uh, when we when we got that information, it was closed. So, uh, so that was the first stop. So Candy um, Cauldron, for our listeners that don't know, is over on the west side. Uh, there is a Goofy's Candy Barn over in the marketplace. Both of them are fantastic. Both yeah. of them are great. But yeah, Goofy's doesn't sell Rice Krispies treats, whereas Candy, yep. uh, Candy Cauldron does. Well, um, while, while we were over there, and uh, in fact, while I was over taking some photos of the uh, uh, characters in flight balloon with uh, you know, the sun sort of behind it. Beautiful. Um, saw a, a popcorn stand. And, uh, you know, selling Mickey premium ice cream bars. And both of those <laughs> were an impulse buy. Gotta have a Mickey bar. So wait a second. I want to get this straight. You, you, you had the Rice Krispie treats over at Candy Cauldron. And then you got the Mickey premium ice cream bar. Yeah. Now what we did though, we didn't eat, we ate the Rice Krispie treats. You don't need to justify it, the by the way. Home. You saw what I eat on my Disney trips. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's. But I, we did. We we got you know we got a, a a Mickey's premium ice cream bar, and then we got some. Pop- My daughter loves a Disney popcorn. I don't yeah. know what it is because it's just pop secret. But it, it it's it's different at Disney than anywhere else in the world. Hundred percent um, agree with you. Hundred percent. And so we uh, we had to get some Disney popcorn, and that was that was very well enjoyed. Um, and then. What's there's a there's a great star uh, Star Wars uh, store right two doors down there's there's you know Candy Cauldron and then there's Marvels and then Star Wars and then Disney yeah. style so I went into all three of those stores and um, it's you know when you when you walk in they they have a cast member right there and then obviously outside the door they've got markings and uh, I walked out of Marvel and went to go into Star Wars and realized that there was a line and got in line. Mm-hmm. And as I've said, somebody uh, tallying the number of people in and uh, they had markings in the place. You're moving around looking at merchandise. They have markings on the floor. So, and what's interesting about it is it'll say, you know, social distancing, six feet apart, stand here. And then it'll have another one, six feet apart. Right. And what I noticed is not so much a lot of people standing necessarily on those spots, but maybe standing in the middle and then somebody else would be standing in the middle. So it's good because it gives you a good visual representation of what six feet looks like. Yeah, that's interesting you say that because that's something that stuck out to me watching these just even in my office building. It actually – I, this sounds ridiculous, but it I, it remind it kind of brought Disney to my office building when I saw the same things on the ground that they're using at the uh, Disney Springs mm-hmm. to mark six feet. It made me think, oh, that's kind of like a theme park. 
probably the only time I'll ever think my office is like a theme park. But um, I wanted to share with you, Nick, a uh, just a quick trip memory for, for me, because you mentioned Rice Krispie Treats. A couple of years ago, I went down on a trip. We stayed at Art of Animation at the beginning of our trip. And the first night, my wife was tired. She was relaxing in the room. And I said, I want to go explore the hotel, take some pictures and video and stuff. So I came back to the room with a Rice Krispie treat in the shape of a flip-flop. And it was delicious. And to most people, they would say, what's the big deal? But for me, it's just this great memory because it was the start of our vacation. It was a snack. You could, Yeah, you could get Rice Krispie treats in Jersey, but not like that. And um, this makes me makes me happy thinking back on that. We talk about that even now. Just it's, it stays with us. Yeah, I mean, that's just one of those things that there's a lot of things you can get outside of Disney that you would think should be the same thing, right. but they're not. They're not. They're not the same thing. Yeah, they don't have Disney magic. One of those things I will specify is a Coca-Cola from Galaxy's Edge in those little containers that they sell, those collectible. That Coke um, tastes so good. (laughs) Right, right. The detonators. Right, right, right. Exactly. You know what? I remember standing in line to ride Smuggler's Run at Disneyland. Okay. Prior to Galaxy's Edge opening in Orlando and seeing these things standing in line, and I was like, I have to have one of these. <laughs> right. I wasn't I get that it. thirsty, and it wasn't that hot. You know, in Southern California, it's, you know, it, it'll be 100 degrees. You don't really feel it that much because it's so dry. But I thought, gotta have one of these. For sure. I still, I still, have, the, I still have the bottle because it's so cute. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Nick, I wanted to ask you, where did you go eat your dinner um, on that Wednesday night trip to Disney Springs? So um, Wednesday night we went to Raglan Road, which right, right. is mm-hmm. um, one, of my, one of my favorite places to, to eat. Um, it is, it's just such a great atmosphere, and, and the menu is so great. I, I haven't had a bad night. I've eaten there um, four times now, and uh, – I've I've yet to have a bad meal. I've and yet what, to have somebody with me that's had a bad meal. And what did you eat on this trip at Raglan Road? Um, I got the uh, I got the the beef. Remember the exact name, um, but the uh, the beef brisket, slow cooked beef brisket, um, and it was just oh man. And I've I've actually had it before. I realized. When it came to the table, I've eaten this before, and I enjoyed it the first time. Right. Um, when you were walking through Disney Springs, did you find that people were social distancing? Yes and no. At, mm-hmm. at times, yes, when there's a lot of space. Um, and there are times where people were just not a, not aware, not mm-hmm. Now you and you kind of had to be aware of where people are going because social distancing just wasn't in there. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't in the front of their mind. Did, um, did you get the sense that most of the people at Disney Springs were locals or tourists? I, I, was, I would say it was probably seventy-five percent locals. Locals. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I had to guess, just just looking at folks. And did you have any dessert on the Wednesday night trip to Disney Springs? Uh, we did not have any dessert. 
Right. Uh, because uh, you started with dessert that that day. <laughs> exactly. Started with started with dessert. Um, but man, I, right. And I was so glad they had entertainment at Raglan Road. Right. One thing I was concerned about when we made that reservation was: Are they going to have the dancers? Are they going to have any musicians? And that's all of Irish music. Mm-hmm. And Irish dancers are they're, they're, are seriously impressive. Yeah. Um, and it just it adds to uh, it adds to the atmosphere. Uh, but yeah, everything everything about Raglan Road is is fantastic. The, yeah, it was the, the bra- uh, it was the braised ahead. beef that I had. Braised bra- uh, beef. Okay, cool. Braised beef, and it is. Um, and I, it came to the table, and the moment I saw it, I said, I've had this before, and and I enjoyed it the first time, and I enjoyed it the second time as well. Nice. Uh, Nick, I wanted to also ask you, with Disney Springs, did you do any shopping? We did. Um, we did. Like so, you know, I went into to Marvel and Star Wars. Went into uh, a Disney style, mm-hmm. um, which uh, you know is is. There's so much great stuff in there, but what the other thing is great in there is they've got a massive, massive wall with Cinderella Castle on it, and then they've got a oh, teacup yeah. in the other corner. I saw the so, picture that uh, I don't know if it was you or your wife posted, but I saw a picture of mm-hmm. you guys in front yeah. of the castle. It was great. It was great. Yeah, there was, that was my wife at at, at the Disney dot mommy that uh, that put yeah. that up. Um, by the way, that's the old castle now. The castle, that's that's the last that's picture right. you'll take with the way it used to look. That's right. And it looks so one of the one of the things we did on Wednesday before we went to Disney Springs is we drove out to the contemporary. Yes. And uh, so we could get a look at uh, Cinderella Castle, just kind of get a glimpse of what the what the scheme looks like. And wow, that's, um, so as we speak, Nick is showing me a picture he took. It's a great picture, by the way. Yeah, it was my cell phone. Yeah. So, I mean, the blue, uh, it, the royal blue is very pronounced. I think it's mm-hmm. beautiful. And there's more of a pink color to the castle itself, I guess, whereas before it was just a white color. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to tell you what I think of it and, and tell me what you think of it. I mean, I, I have to see it in person. I'm withholding judgment, but I like it. I know that it's gotten some very mixed buzz on other things I've listened to the general consensus actually I've heard has been negative towards the pink color. The blue seems to get more favorable reviews. I think it looks pretty awesome. I, I, I don't know, but what's your take on it? Having seen it in person. Um, I, I really like it. Um, you know, I love, I love the color scheme. One of the things that picture doesn't do a lot of justice, um, it on is, is the, uh, the gold trim right. the way that kind of pops out. Uh, I feel like it look in that picture looks a little bit sort of more dark pink than, than what it actually, um, it actually is. But I, I really, really like it. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, when, when anything changes, there's always people that are just, I don't like it. Right. (laughs) I don't like that. Right. Um, but you could go to Disney Disney world and they, yeah, Disney could give you a million dollars when you walk in the park, and people would complain because it's changed. I don't like it. I don't. I don't like it at all. No, yeah, don't exactly. give me the money. Um, Walt Disney, you know, and Walt Disney said, with you know, when asked about Disneyland and you know projects constantly going on, and I'm saying, when is this ever going to be completed? And they said, Disneyland will never be in a state of completion. 
Right. They'll always be in a state of plusing because they always want everything to get better. Right. Always want, you know, and so, you know, people are, people are going to complain and they're, they're going to, you know, nobody is going to come around the corner in town square in the main street, see the castle and be like, I'm disappointed. Nobody. Is that right? Nobody's going to do that. Not going to happen. No. It's too, she's, she's too beautiful. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I'll tell you yeah, what. Yeah, go ahead. I definitely, I definitely, I'm going to say teared up, but it was emotional seeing Cinderella Castle having, at that point, having not been in Orlando in five months. Right. In a, in a Disney park. Did you um, find it, um, I don't know if frustrating is the right word because the parks are, are closed right now for good reason. I mean, we are in a very serious situation, but did you, like when I watch some of these videos of people that are there now, I, I have this yearning, just like this strong desire in my stomach to be there. Did it, was it, I don't even know how to phrase this, but was it difficult for it you to weird. see the castle in a way? Yeah, it was weird. It was, first of all, it was weird being in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And not being at at a park. Yeah, it was weird having a day at our resort where we did nothing but hang out by the pool, right? And hanging out at our, at our resort because we haven't done that in in such a long time, where we did nothing but hang out at the pool, right? Uh, and it was it was it was fun. It was relaxing. Lord knows I needed it after you know the last couple of months. Sure. Um, but you know, usually for us, even if we have a day where we're going to spend time, if we're staying at a Disney resort, we'll we'll have a day where we enjoy the resort, but we'll still be in a park at night. We'll you know go to Epcot or we'll go to um, Magic Kingdom uh, for for fireworks. Right. Um, that is going to be, I think, weird next month, and and maybe we'll do this a month from now. For sure. After after we've been, you know, into the parks with no fireworks. Yeah, because I know. Uh, the, I mean, we on a recent show that you and I did. You said your, I think you said your favorite thing in all of Disney World was my, happily my ever number after. one. My number one attraction of Walt Disney World is happily ever after. Right. Um. So, but it was. It, I understand what you're. You know what you're asking. That it was definitely weird being in Orlando and not going to the park, and it was. It was almost like having, you know, being on the outside looking in, seeing Cinderella Castle and knowing you can't get there, can't right. get in to, to enjoy it. Um, you know, and it's, it's just great driving through there um, because, you know, we, we drive to the contemporary a lot. A lot of times when we are at the Magic Kingdom, and we're going to be at the Magic Kingdom for that day, we'll start our day at the contemporary uh either with breakfast or we'll have a reservation for lunch you know however we plan it Mm -hmm. and we'll we'll walk over and so weird being there because i associate mentally walking to the magic kingdom with being near the contemporary right so um, nick um i wanted to also cover a little bit about SeaWorld and your experience there had you been there before yeah first of all let me ask you had you been there before uh, I had been there before. My wife and I went on our honeymoon uh, down to Orlando on our way to catch a cruise, mm-hmm. and uh, we we went to we went to the Magic Kingdom for a day, and then we did um, a day at uh, 
at Universal and we did a half a day at SeaWorld. Um, and gosh, I think back to those days, I was such a Disney rookie. Wow, I looked at some of the pictures. Right. Um, look at some of the pictures my wife put up on Facebook talking about, you know, the Disney castle. Right. We cringe now when we look at that. But um, we had been to SeaWorld before. My wife had been to SeaWorld a couple of times. My daughter has wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, you know, uh, for a couple of years now. And so we saw this as an opportunity to, right. uh, to do something a little bit different. And I, was, I guess I was very impressed at SeaWorld with the, the things that they had put in place from, um, you know, from the, you know, taking temperatures and coming in and hand sanitizer everywhere. Did a really good job with that. I will tell you, uh, the place that we ate in SeaWorld, um, Arctic Expedition, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, at Disney, you, if you're getting a refillable beverage, Disney is going to refill the beverage for you. Right. I have a cast member that refills it for you. At, at SeaWorld, they, they didn't have that. Okay. You know, I, what is the danger level there? I don't know. Um, I will say that, you know, they have, uh, a, they have a dining package at SeaWorld. It was an all day dining. Right. Um, and, uh, it was like 40 bucks, something like that. Seven, I'm not even 70 bucks for all day to eat. Um, but that was pretty cool. So you did that for everybody in your party. Yeah, we did that except for my daughter because she doesn't mm-hmm. eat that much really. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, you, in fact, usually when we got to eat, she'll share with one of us or both of us. And also because <laughs> so few things that she eats. Right. Um, but we did that and that was really cool. Um, you know, there's a lot, you get a, a drink, an entree and a, a, a dessert mm-hmm. with, with that option. And you can eat essentially every hour with, with that plan. Uh, we didn't, I didn't eat that much. I didn't know that. First of all, I, I couldn't possibly eat that much, but it's, um, it, it really is a good value. I really enjoyed SeaWorld. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Mako is, is a great, um, thrill coaster. So is, uh, the Kraken. I enjoyed it, which I had ridden the Kraken before. Um, and then Manta is, uh, is a great roller coaster. So, that was fun having a little bit more sort of thrill rides because we both love roller coasters. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, did you go yeah. on their log flume that they have there? Did not. Okay. It was no. It's um. That's Atlantis, and it's it's closed for refurbishment. I see. Yeah. So, um, and it you know the crowds were were very very low. Mm-hmm. They have a low capacity anyway. We were at, we were talking to one of their team members. And they were saying they have a pretty low capacity. And so they'll reach capacity at SeaWorld and, and at uh, Aquatica. They'll reach capacity um, a lot of times in the summertime. I believe um, that. I was there last summer. It, was, it, it got tight. It got very tight. Um, did you know, I, one of the things I'd heard about SeaWorld's opening is that they weren't enforcing the mask wearing and the social distancing as much. What did you see when, during so your trip? So obviously they had the social distancing markers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they had the signs asking, you know, people to wear their masks and whatnot, but I definitely saw a lot of people without masks. 
Mm-hmm. You, so you noticed that mask compliance was better at Disney Springs than SeaWorld? Without, oh, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. I think the entire time at Disney Springs, I saw maybe 10 people without their masks. Right. I think the first 10 minutes inside SeaWorld, I saw at least that. Wow. Without, mm-hmm. without masks on. Did you go on at SeaWorld? I like this ride. It's the uh, a penguin-themed attraction. We- so the ride is closed. Um, the ride wasn't wasn't going, but the attraction was open. I see. Um, and my wife and I didn't go through that. My daughter went with my mother-in-law and father-in-law. Was they, they did that while we rode Mako. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean... The uh, one of the things that I was just always so impressed with with SeaWorld is is their shows the the dolphin show yeah and uh, and the orca show are, are so impressive they are they, they are just those animals are absolutely remarkable the intelligence that they have it's it is remarkable I want to go back there when. Next time I'm there, if I'm able to, just based on scheduling, and spend more time at the park. There's a lot to do there. I actually thought the food that I had was pretty good. I don't remember the name of the place I ate at. And it was standard theme park fare, but I I thought it was actually really good. Um, I was very impressed. I'll tell you, the one thing that that, um, I was probably, you know, I was really impressed with the food. It wasn't just theme park food. Mm -hmm. I was really impressed with the food. Yeah. It's a good place. Uh, now, I've never been to Aquatica, and I don't honestly even know that much about it. So what can you tell us about Aquatica? Aquatica is, um, is SeaWorld's water park, and uh, it, is, it, it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, you know, they've, got some, they've got some great slides, tube slides. Um, and one of the things with – so Aquatica, they didn't require you to wear a mask. Right. Right. When you're when you're going on rides and all that, uh, when you're in the water um, that you weren't required to wear a mask that if we're saying we left it, if we if we get COVID-19, it's going to come from Aquatica Mm. because social distancing. It was just, yeah, it was non-existent, Mm -hmm. absolutely non-existent. Um, They've got a couple of ways. They've got two wave pools. And there was, you know, some social distancing in the wave pool in the lazy river. Mm. No, no social distancing. I will say they've got a uh, Roa Rapids is a fast moving lazy river. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And um, what we we put life jackets on and just floated and let the you know let the jets take you and the rap. And it was it was great. We probably spent four hours in that thing. My in that fast-moving lazy river. Yeah, which is. I get it. Yeah, it was. It was just it was fantastic. Have um, you been to Volcano Bay at Universal Studios? I have. You have. I did have. you go on the yeah. Fearless River? I did. I How did. does it did. compare? Um, it's a little bit. Um, very similar. Uh, very very similar. Got the jets along the wall, so if you yeah. if you're on the wall, you're going a lot faster. Right. Um, one of the things I was impressed with. With Aquatica, when you with those life jackets, when you're coming out of the water, they have you put them in these big bins. Right. And they've got those bins filled with this peroxide cleaner. Right. And so they clean all of those before they um, they give them out. 
That's that good was good. And I, I was impressed with that. And then on the rides where the tubes load to the top of the, the, um, the ride or the slide, uh, they're wiping those off with, with peroxide cleaner, the regular lazy river that, you know, you have to be in a tube. I mean, everybody has to be in a tube, right? Uh, those, you just grab a tube, mm. right? Somebody gets off a tube and you grab it. And they, like, I, from what I understand is the chlorine in the water is su- supposed to do something there. Felt a little bit weird in that. So we didn't, and then there were a lot of people in that lazy river. So you, you know, you're bumping into people. And, right. Um, it, it was really cool with that lazy river though, is you go through a little aquarium. Mm-hmm. on that lazy river which was really neat and then you also pass by they've got two they're called cumerson dolphins they're black and white um so they look like little miniature killer whales almost cool uh, and what's funny about it is they like to swim sideways and upside down <laughs> um and so the lazy river goes by them and then they've got a slide um that goes through a tube and so you, you slide in the tube and it's dark, and then all of a sudden you've got their tank is all around you. Very cool. Um, and so that was that was pretty neat. Um, but uh, you're you're moving a little bit too fast to be able to see them, but it's pretty cool that you go through. Uh, so yeah, Aquatica, you know, all in all was was a really good a really good day. Um, really enjoyed it. May that. that <laughs> The that lazy that fast moving lazy rower rapids is uh, that's just that was I, I mean honestly we spent I think so it opened it it was open ten to five and I'd say of you know we got there right when it opened of the seven hours we were there at least four of them were in that fast moving lazy river I completely understand so um, you spent a day at SeaWorld, World day at Aquatica mm-hmm. day at the pool at the hotel. Mm-hmm. And any other theme park activities the other times? That no, that that was it. Um, as as far as what we were doing, there were a few other things that we we did while we were in town. Yeah, you know, all in all, it was just, it was really good being back in, in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very it's very weird being down there, and no, I spent a lot more time in the grocery store than I normally do when I'm in Orlando. Um, and uh, everybody in the grocery store was very good about having their, their face mask on. I would say that, you know, probably for, for me, the highlight of the trip, as much fun as we had at SeaWorld and Aquatica, was just interacting with Disney cast members again. Yeah. Um, yeah, we uh, were talking to a couple of places and we went shopping. We went into, um, I forget what, the Ron's. Ron John Surf Shop. It's a good and, store. Uh, it is. My daughter got so excited because they've got a uh, a poster of Bethany Hamilton. Mm. And she just became the biggest Bethany Hamilton fan after seeing Soul Surfer. Yeah. Um, and she's actually having a, a Hawaiian surfer-themed birthday party for her birthday next month. And Bethany Hamilton's her new hero. And there's this big poster of Bethany Hamilton inside that store. So she's got a cool. picture with it. She was very excited. And then after I took a picture of her with the poster, she asked me for my phone so that she could take a picture of the poster of, of Bethany Hamilton. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, it's definitely different. There are a lot of, you know, the, the social distancing markers 
and and you're wearing the mask, it it for it's not as much of an inconvenience as you think it would be, even in the heat. Mm-hmm. After a while, you just yeah, it's just it, it's there. You don't even you know. At no point that I say to myself, "Gosh, I really wish I could take this mask off," right? Or I really wish I could go stand five feet closer to the stranger. You know, uh, Nick. You know, when you mentioned the Disney cast members, when you stop and you think about what they're doing right now, it's it's a, it's not an easy te- job because not only are they going out there working during a difficult time in our country, but they're working at a job where there are strict rules in place about how the guest needs to conduct themselves. And when a guest doesn't follow the rules, it's viewed as a health threat, which means that it puts this pressure on the cast members to enforce those rules. That's a very intimidating thing. It Um, is. Yeah. And, And not only that, you think about the standard with which Disney cast members operate, you know, the, the level of hospitality and, and really creating Disney magic. And how mm-hmm. difficult is it right now to create Disney magic with all of these restrictions in place? But that being said, cast members were, they were they were exactly the way you remember a Disney cast member. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's good to know. Uh, and this goes without saying, but to our listeners that are going to the Disney Springs or returning to the theme parks, as always, be patient, be kind, be grateful for the work the cast members do. It's a very difficult job. Um, and we thank the cast members for doing such great work. Uh, it's a brave thing. You know, we went uh, strawberry picking here at a local farm, and there was a very clear rule. You had to wear a mask. That was everywhere you went. It was, And there's a group of people not wearing masks. And we said something to the worker, um, Isn't there, don't, aren't masks required? And the, the worker, who was a teenage girl, said, yes, they're required. And she didn't say anything to the people not wearing the masks. It's intimidating. You know, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're a teenage girl, or look at me, I'm a grown man. I'm intimidated. Like when I tell that story about when the guy got in the elevator with me, not wearing a mask, I was too chicken to say anything. And, um, it's not, it's not easy. It's very intimidating. So I have a lot of respect for those people that need to get out there and do their work. Um, Nick, any other trip highlights before we wrap up tonight's episode? No. Um, you know, other than just it, you know, it, it great seeing cast members and seeing Disney magic and, and just being, you know, driving on Disney property, driving underneath the sign. Yeah. Um, it's exciting because, you know, the whole time we're there, while we were so much closer to being able to go into, into a Disney park. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, just, just a lot of, you know, a lot of fun, and and Disney, you know, Disney Springs is is getting back to being Disney Springs, right? And that's that's exciting. Um, and uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it was a good time at Aquatica, and a, and a good time at Sea World, uh, and then a, a good time just hanging out at at our resort and and relaxing, which uh, which I definitely I needed. And a lot of times we get, you know, when we go down there, we come back, and I'll be pretty tired because. 
you know, we'll typically get to the park pretty early and I'll stay at the parks really late um, right. taking photos. And so, you know, our trips, I usually come back and I need a day to just sleep it off. Um, whereas this, this trip was more of a, you know, I got, I got a lot of rest, right. a lot of relaxation, which was needed. I actually took a nap. While that's I was on great. Vacation. That's, that's a rare thing on a lot of these trips. Yeah, so Nick, nice. my last question for you tonight, uh, because with everything going on, you and everybody else have not been able to get to the parks as much as we normally do. Uh, what have you been doing on the home front to keep alive your Disney fandom? What Disney stuff have you and your family been doing at home to get a little bit of a taste of the magic? I mean, you have such a phenomenal Instagram account, the dot Disney dot dad, by the way, for our listeners, I'll link to that in the show notes. Great account. And you've been posting on there and I really enjoy that. And I'm grateful for that. But, but what else do you do at home to get the Disney magic? So, you know, we, we do a lot of Disney plus, we watch a lot of Disney movies. My wife and I really enjoy, um, a lot of the, you know, we watch the Diz a lot. Yeah. Um, and the Diz and the Diz Unplugged. And then, um, we do, you know, obviously Tim Tracker, Prince Charming Dev. Um, we watch a lot of, uh, you know, Corey Meets World, um, and that's, you know, that's sort of how we get our, our fix. And then, sure. um, you know, we'll, uh, I'm always going through my pictures and that helps, that helps me, um, get, you know, a little bit of a fix. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you later because this is, I'm not going to give it out now because this is my stuff that I love. Um, but yeah, a lot of Disney plus. Cool. Good stuff. Nick, I, I, before we turn to the Stuff We Love segment, I just want to say thank you again for coming on the show. I really am curious when you go back in a few weeks to have you on again. I want to hear about what it was like being in the theme parks. It's a fascinating time right now as a Disney fan to see how they're handling this. And I think they're doing a great job. I really do. I know some people have complained, oh, the computer system was crazy, park reservations, et cetera. Yeah. But it's hard. Well, and what people need to understand is that, and, and you know, Universal and SeaWorld announced when they were going to open. And then Disney announced. And it was like, wow, Disney's not opening until July? Mm. What? you got to be kidding. It's crazy. When you think about the fact that you know Universal's got five hotels. Walt Disney World's got 22 hotels. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the, the size difference. Right. The it's logistics a... right. of A... You know, from an infrastructure standpoint, having, you know, stickers, social distancing markers, you know, logistically, how are lines going to work? It is. And then training cast members. Yes. And and the number of cast members. People, I think, sometimes just fail to realize how complex running Walt Disney World is. Mm -hmm. And they it's it. And so. And then the number of people that are trying to get reservations on the website all at the same time. Yep. You know, it, it, people people need to do their absolute best, get a little bit of patience. Everybody's doing their best. Everybody's trying hard to get through this together. Right. And, it's a, and we've got to remember that. It's a very difficult time. And I running Disney is like literally running 
a city. Perhaps it's even like running multiple cities. Well, it and, is. It's a, it's, yeah. it's a municipality of its own. Right. Roy, Di- Roy Disney set it up as a municipality so that they didn't have to deal with um, the you know going through the local government. Mm-hmm. And and so and this is just how brilliant Roy Disney is and the, the the foresight to do this. But they set them. I mean, they are a municipality, right? And they run themselves. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, well, this has been great, Nick. This has been great. Uh, so, as thank always. you for the trip report, as always. Uh, now, I guess it's time to turn it over to the stuff we love segment. This is the part of the podcast where tonight Nick and I are gonna give you a recommendation, something we're enjoying right now. Could be anything from a movie to a book to a song to. A food, I don't even know. Anything you want. So, uh, Nick, what do you got tonight? Okay, so I I am incredibly excited because next Friday is July 3rd. Mm-hmm. And Hamilton oh. comes to Disney Plus, and I'm so excited. Um, so my stuff, you know, <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda might be, I mean, he if he's not one of the top, 10 most talented people in the world from a theatrical mm. and musical standpoint. Um, he, he's got to be pretty darn close. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited for that to hit Disney plus Disney plus has done a great job in bringing the viewers top quality content sooner than they were going to because of the pandemic. It started with frozen two. Then Artemis Fowl, which I know got mixed reviews, but that was supposed to be a theatrical release. They brought it to Disney Plus. And Hamilton, I don't think, was going to be released until 2021 in theaters. So for them to say that they were bringing it to Disney Plus much sooner was a very big deal. And I guarantee you, the day that comes out, social media feeds among Disney fans are going to be filled with people talking about it. Uh, I I saw Hamilton, not the Lin-Manuel production. He was no longer in it. But my seats weren't the best, and I'm very eager to see this performance because when you watch the trailer, the camera work is right there. It's like you're on the stage with them, and I'm eager to see that. So I think it's going to be real fun. It's my understanding that they filmed it very early on in Hamilton's um, run on Broadway. It was Mm -hmm. at the very beginning. So, um, yeah, I'm very excited about that. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, my Stuff We Love Tonight is actually another podcast. It's the Scare Zone Halloween Horror Nights podcast hosted by this guy, Logan Sekolo, I think is how you say his last name. Uh, it's a really good news uh, site, or, or news source, I should say, for Halloween Horror Nights fans. They've been doing a lot of good coverage uh, related to what's going on in the world and whether or not there's even going to be a Halloween Horror Nights this year. Logan is also one of the hosts of the WDW Today podcast, and he has on the show a lot of guy who I'm a big fan of. It's Bart Scott, who hosts the Sasquatch Lounge podcast, which is another one I really recommend for fans of Disney, theme parks, and horror movies, and I happen to be a fan of all of those things. Uh, But the Scare Zone show is really good. They also have a very good YouTube channel where you could watch the hosts on video having their shows, and I find it informative and... um, it's fun to listen to the host speculate on what might be coming to Halloween Horror Nights this year. Because as of now, that's still on. Mickey's Not So Scary is canceled, but the Halloween Horror Nights is still set to happen. We'll have to see how that plays out. I don't think anyone really knows for sure uh, what's going to be. 
But uh, Nick, why don't you tell our listeners where they could find you on social media? Well, again, that's uh, you know on Instagram at the dot Disney dot Dad, and uh, make sure you also check out my wife. She is the dot Disney dot Mommy, or my daughter Annabelle, who is the dot Disney dot Daughter, um, and together we are the dot Disney dot Family. Is there an account, a family account? There is. It's I honestly, I just got back into that account. Yeah. Um, I locked myself out of it and just got back into it. So I need to, I need to get back into posting the the family account, but right. yeah, my, my daughter's the Disney daughter. My, my wife's the Disney mommy and I'm the Disney dad. And then we got the, um, we've got the, the, the Disney family one that I've got to get back going. And then I'm the Disney dad on Facebook as well. Yes. And to all of our listeners, as I, you, you've heard me say this before, when Nick's been on the show, be sure to follow all of those accounts I really enjoy uh, when I see posts from them and uh, they bring a smile to your face if you're a Disney fan. And we all need that nowadays, which is a good thing. Uh, It's a good thing to see those posts. So for those of you interested in following me on Twitter, I'm at ScottyBoy4. On Instagram, I'm at ScottyBoy400. The podcast can be found on Twitter at StuffWeLovePod. On Instagram at StuffWeLovePodcast. We have a YouTube page. I know I've said this before, but we're going to be trying to post more content on there. That's something we need to work on. But um, you can find us on Facebook as well. Uh, write to us, stuffwelovepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what uh, you have planned by ways of trips and all that fun stuff related to the theme parks. And as always, leave us those good five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. It makes it easier for others to find the show. And you can subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already on all podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify, SoundCloud, we're all on, uh, we're on all those sites. So uh, thank you, Nick, for joining us tonight. I wish you well, you and your family well, and uh, great to be with you. Hey, thanks. Uh, thanks, Scott. Thanks for, uh, for having me on again. And um, we'll, uh, we'll plan on doing another one of those at the uh, end of July. Uh, we'll be uh, at Walt Disney World um, uh, July 19th, 20th, 21st and uh 20 through the 23rd so okay um i uh we've got uh two days at the magic kingdom a day at epcot a day at hollywood studios mm-hmm. um and uh and uh day at animal kingdom so very excited to uh to get back there and and i'll report back to you so you got park reservations for all of the four theme parks we did so because we're staying on property Mm-hmm. We can we can get park reservations for every day that we're staying on property. Interesting. See, I'm not. These rules have confused me. So, if you're staying on property, you're guaranteed a park per day. Well, you're not. You're you're not guaranteed. You still have to go in and get a reservation. Right. But you can you can get a reservation for every day that you're staying on property. Whereas for us as pass holders, right, as an annual pass holder. Um, if if we were let's say not not staying on property, we could only get two at a time. Mm-hmm. And Understood. So because we're staying on property, we can get we can get one for each day that we're staying on property as a Disney pass holder. You're going to be at the D- Disney when the NBA is being played there. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. That'll be fun. You and LeBron nice. James going to the oh, theme man. parks. That that sounds <laughs> great. And my father-in-law 
if he he always says if he was uh, six inches taller, that he would be uh, he would have made it to the NBA because yeah. he actually he was the number two scorer in the state of South Carolina his senior year of high school. Wow! He turned down he turned down a full ride to play basketball at Duke University for Coach K would have been Coach K's second year. Turned down a full ride to play basketball at Duke University. Married his high school sweetheart and went to seminary. Absolutely amazing way to end this episode. What a remarkable thing. Wow. (laughs) On that note, Nick, again, I wish you well. Wish everybody well. And to our listeners, stay well and stay healthy. Uh, Let's go around the table one more time. I'm Scott. And I'm Nick. This has been the Stuff We Love podcast.